On this episode, we review who God is, the attributes of God, and the principles and patterns that are found throughout the Bible on Episode 7, Part 2 of the Bible Study Hall. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to my brothers and sisters in Christ and to all the ships at sea. Um, Another wonderful day that the Lord has made. I am definitely thankful and grateful to each and every single one of you that have taken the time out to listen to this podcast. Um, Today's podcast is going to be a part two to episode seven. Um, There was a couple of things that I have had uh, mentioned in the last episode, um, and I wanted to continue on with that. Um, But I also want you to look at this as sort of a recap of everything that we have said and also going in a little bit deeper. Um, there's going to be a lot of scriptures that's going to be read on this episode. So I do encourage you to have your pen and paper ready or upon whatever device that you record your notes. Um, there's going to be a lot of scripture. Uh, we're going to be going into a lot of things and we're not going to sort of progress past chapter four right now. We're going to do a recap of, again, of, of what we said real quick recap. Um, but there's going to be a lot of scriptures in describing going a little bit in depth detail, um, than what we have done. Um, in the last episode, as well as in episode one and two, um, there are a lot of details that um, we do need to delve di- uh, dive into a little bit deeper. But before all that, um, I want to say um, thank you to Fayola and Becky for favoriting this podcast. And also, um, Joe, I appreciate you. I thank you for all that you um, have done and taking the time out. And I appreciate every single one of the listeners. Um, Let's begin off with our episode with a prayer. Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for your grace and your mercy that renews every morning. Father, we're coming to you wanting to learn more about you, to understand you on a greater level so that we may have a desire and a hunger for truth so that we may not only uh, not be led astray, but Father, that we may convert others, Lord, to know of your truth, of your love and of who you are. So, Father, open our eyes that we may see your truth, open our ears that we may hear it, and also open our spirits, Father, that we may receive your word and give us a spirit of discernment that we may know right from wrong and truth from untruth. So, Father, we come to you humbly, laying ourselves before you, open our our eyes and our ears and our spirits to you that we may receive the clear, unadulterated truth of your word. We thank you in advance for all that you have done, all you will do, and for you being the great God that you are, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Like I stated before, um, this is going to be a little bit different. We're going to do a little bit of a recap of what we said in in chapter chapter 1 and chapter 2 of the Bible. Um, The reason I wanted to sort of stop here is that at the beginning of chapter 4, we're now at the, the, the point of having two earthly examples of how sin not only entered into creation with Adam and Eve, but also some of the ramifications and some of the other things that happen when sin enters in and is acted upon the thoughts of, of disobeying God's word. Now, why is this so important? I really wanted to be as accurate as possible in understanding all that we're doing here. This is 
again, is a journey. So it's going to take a while. This is a lifelong journey. And I really hope and emphasize um, that this is going to be a walk. You're literally walking with God when you're um, reading his word, trying to understand you're studying and applying and doing what is said in the Bible. And what I am driven by is really to try to be as accurate as possible. Because as I said before, I'm not some guru. I'm not, you know, some theologian. I am a student just like you. That's why I, I, I go by the, the name of Methades. It's a disciple, a learner. I'm still learning. I will continue to learn until the Lord decides to take me home. Um, I've been on this journey for almost 15 years. Uh, I still have more questions than I do answers, but I do am I am being submitted to God in, in doing this podcast, this Bible study hall, if you will, um, to really try to give those who are struggling to understand, OK, where do I start? What am I supposed to look for in this whole journey with God? Because I, I honestly believe that a lot of times we're pastors from the pulpit and I've spoken in the pulpit time or two myself where what's get lost is the translation or the basic breakdown of okay what is this where do I find it and what do you mean by that term that's why we're going so slowly um, I'm really not trying to rush through this because it is a walk um, if you were expecting to get through the Bible in a year with this podcast I hate to disappoint you that is more than likely not going to happen <laughs> But um, I do hope that you get a tremendous value out of this, um, become more solidified in your faith. And I pray that also that, you know, the Lord will, will give you revelation of his word and so that you can be closer to him. So let's go back to the beginning. In Genesis 1 and 1, um, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Well, who is God? <laughs> um, God is is the beginning. He is the source, the initiator, the author, and the origin of all things. The universe did not just come into being by chance. It was created by God. The Bible declares to us the truth about God. So number one, God is a spirit. Um, in Genesis chapter one, and verse two, the earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Another reference to God being the spirit is in the New Testament in John chapter four, verse 24. And it reads, God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Um, if you're trying to look for it and reading out of the New King James version, a little bit cleaner, if you will, um, in, in, in reading a little bit easier to read, a uh, little updated. And so. Um, Psalms 51 and 11, Old Testament, to distinguish God's spirit from other spirits, the word of God refers to him to be the Holy Spirit. Why is this important? Well, we have to understand who God is and where are we starting from? Um, it, it's also important in understanding who he is, but you know what he is, how he affects things. Again, he is the author, the creator of all of creation. Everything started with him. And I think that in our walk with God, that sometimes that gets lost. 
Um, and I understand the emphasis is on the relationship, but it also helps to understand who we're in a relationship with. And, you know, Jesus Christ, God, our, our father is so wonderful, so big, expansive, so powerful, so knowing it, it is really awe inspiring when you take the time to slow down and really know who he is in Psalms, Old Testament chapter um, in 90 verse two, it says before the mountains were brought forth or ever you had formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. So God is infinite. He, he expands in all space and time. He fills it all and even outside because God doesn't live. He, you know, we as, as men and women, we dwell in matter, space and time. God does not. He is not limited to space and time. No one or nothing is like God. That's why he's so awe inspiring because he's outside of that realm. So things and Here's where sometimes the difficulty and it really does require the grace and the revelation of the Holy Spirit with this. We have a hard time reconciling how God can do certain things, but it's also hard to reconcile who God is with a finite mind with an infinite being. And that's where some of the the rub, the friction comes in in our natural minds because God is so infinite. He's so big, so expansive, and he does things outside of our comprehension that is hard to reconcile that because it doesn't make sense a lot of times. But his word does give us clues and it does give us descriptions of who he is and, and what he is able to do. Um, Isaiah chapter 40, 25 through 26. Again, Old Testament book of Isaiah chapter 40, 25, 26. To whom then will you liken me or to whom shall I be equal says the Holy one. So whenever you start thinking about God, who, who do you make equal to him? Who, who's as strong as him, who can be like him? And there is none. He is the only one. He is infinite. He's God. He is the Holy one, the, the Holy one. God is also the creator of the world. Like we talked about in Genesis chapter one, in Isaiah 44 and 24, it also speaks to that as well. And it reads in Isaiah 44 and 24, thus saith the Lord, your redeemer, and he who formed you from the womb, I am the Lord who makes all things, who stretches out the heavens all alone, who spreads abroad the earth by myself. The very fact you hear and you can see the the birds, the mountains, the sky, the waters, creation reveals and give glory to God. Creation is also God's design expressed. So what do we mean by that? Um, a clue, a, a great, um, a, a, a great understanding of what God was doing in Genesis chapter one, um, is, is revealed another revelation is revealed in Romans new Testament in Romans chapter one, verse 20. And it reads for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead so that they are without excuse. 
So what it means, it's we are able to see God and we're able to gain better understanding of God, the invisible God through things in the earth. So there are principles that are laid, sowing and reaping, um, the understanding of seasons, understanding of how nature acts. You know, all of these things leads to attributes and understanding a greater understanding of who God is um, in Psalms chapter 19, one through four. Um, is another section that uh, speaks on the greatness of God and, and reveals his express design. It reads, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. Day unto day utter speech and night unto night reveals knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line has gone out through all the earth and their words to the end of the world. So, what does creation teaches us about God? We remember back in Genesis chapter 1, um, and we refer to the creation. God created the heaven and the earth and the world and, and all of its, its fullness in six days and it rested on the seventh. Day one, God had spoke light into existence. Um, you know, he had said, the earth was out form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep and the spirit of God was hover, hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. There was light. God is a God of order. You know, he has a plan and pattern for everything that he does. How do we know this? Well, first Corinthians chapter 14, 33 gives us uh, an idea. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. So there's also when people say that, oh, I, I don't understand God. Well, there's ways to understand him. But if you follow the patterns and the clues and if you really read and have a desire to know, he will reveal himself. You know, he, he lays the foundation of the earth in such a systematic manner, in such a way. That is hard to say that all of this just came about by happen chance. Also understand that God is a God of separation. Write this down. This is very important because you're going to see this later on. So put an asterisk, a star, a smiley face. Put this down because this is also a principle. First principle is God is a God of patterns and uh, principles and patterns. This one, this next principle, if you will, is that God is a God of separation. Now, I don't want you to jump ahead and be like, you know, what does he mean by that? Is it, you know, is, are there special people? And just slow down. As I said, this is going to be Bible 100. We're really going to slow down so you can understand. So here's the principle of that. Remember what I said about principles and patterns where you see in the beginning, you're going to see throughout the entire Bible. It's like a, a thread in a tapestry, one thread. And you're going to see this thread over and over again, that God is a God of separation. What is that? Genesis chapter one, verse four and five. And God saw light that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. God called the light day. And the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. Let's talk about 
how you see it again. In day two, God separated atmosphere and water. Then God said, this is Genesis chapter one, six and eight. Then God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. Thus God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament and from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. And God called the firmament heaven. So the evening and the morning were the second day. And on day three, God separated the seas and the lands. In chapter one, Genesis chapter one, verse nine to 13. Then God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth and the gathering together of the waters he called seas. And God called, saw that it was good. Then God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth. Then it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, the herb that yields seed according to its kind, and the tree that yields fruit, whose seed is in itself according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. So the evening and the morning were the third day. And in day four, some more separation. God created the sun, moons, and stars. Separation of seasons. In same chapter, chapter one, verse 14. Then God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and seasons and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth. And it was so. Then God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. God set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. So the evening and the morning were the fourth day. And on day five, <laughs> um, God is a God of blessings. You see this in day five where he starts you know, blessing the creatures and the birds. And he also gives the same blessing to Adam and Eve later on. Um, and this is in Genesis chapter one, 20 and 23 through 23. Another principle that God is a God of blessings. So what is he blessing? Well, let's read. Then God said, let the waters abound with an abundance of living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the face of the firmament of the heavens. So God created great sea creatures and every living thing that moves with which the waters abounded according to their kind and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good and God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas and let birds multiply on the earth. So the evening and morning were the fifth day. God is a God of blessings. We have to Understand that these principles and patterns that were set at the beginning, we see them time and time again throughout the entire tapestry of the Bible. God blessed man after he blessed the birds of the air and the, the seas and the animals of the land. Um, we read that God blesses Adam and Eve, um, you know, just for time's sake in Genesis chapter one, 
uh, 24 through 31. I want you to mark that down. Um, but I will read um, in 28. Then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, See, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed. To you it shall be for food. Also to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps on the earth, in which there is life, I have given every green herb for food. And it was so. Then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. I want to stop here and be able to say that a lot of times in us reading the Bible, we're trying to find answers, and I get it. I'm still there, still trying to find answers. I, I had a situation not too long ago, and I'm still trying to find answers, like, Lord, help me. But I want you to hang on to this principle. And I think it's probably going to help you a lot in your walk. If you remember nothing else, remember this. There are going to be times in your life. There are going to be some troubles. There's going to be some trials. There's going to be some pressures that you're looking for a reason on why it's happening. And one of the things, one of the principles I need for you to understand, it'll make your walk a little bit easier. Maybe not much, but it will make it easier. God is not a God of reasons. He is a God of revelation. And I know it sounds all ooky and spooky and sounds kind of master Yodo. You know, I get it. But I think it's really going to help you. Because if you can understand a revelation of who God is, then the reason doesn't even matter. I'm still learning that <laughs> again. I've been seriously trying to follow after God, you know, going on some time now. Um, and that is probably the revelation that helped me the most because there was a lot of things I didn't understand. I was looking for reasons. But what helped was that to really understand God on a deeper level, I had to understand he's a God of revelation. I may make that an entire segment just by itself but I really want that to be able to help you because a lot of this is trying to understand the word of God and going through and going on our walk. And it can be disheartening sometimes, but be encouraged. My brothers and sisters be encouraged one day at a time. Every morning we pray, we give it to God and we look for him, look for his face and he will guide us to where we need to be. The very fact you're listening to this podcast is not by accident. Because apparently at this time, at this moment, you needed to hear this. And by the Holy Spirit, I speak life unto you. I speak encouragement and inspiration upon your spirit. I speak revelation upon your mind. And I speak a grace that you will not only endure but you will thrive through your trials that you're going through right now. May the Lord bless you, bless your ears, bless your spirit and your household to receive this and to continue to move forward. So we're also going to talk about um, another principle of God, 
is that God is a God of perfection and excellence. So you remember what I was saying about how, you know, in Genesis chapter one, when he looks upon what he made and said, you know, God saw that it was good and it was good. Another word for that, another definition for good, actually probably a better translation, should I say, is excellent. Um, he is a God of excellence. The word good appears seven times in verses 4, 10, 12, 18, 21, 25, and 31. But again, like I said before, a better translation of good would be excellent. Where else do we also see that God is a God of perfection and excellence? Well, if you look in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 32, 3 through 4, let's read. For I proclaim, proclaim the name of the Lord, ascribe greatness to our God. He is the rock. His work is perfect for all his ways are justice, a God of truth and without injustice, righteous and upright is he. God is holy. Another principle, another factor, attribute of God. And we see this in Genesis chapter two. Two and three. This translation for readability's sake is going to come out of the NIV of a new international version. Um, just for readability's sake, but I do encourage you to read in the King James Version or the New King James Version, the Amplified, the New Living Translation, um, any of those um, to help you get a different flavor of um, of any of the scriptures to help make it a little bit easier understanding different words, different um, a different type of definitions to be able to help you. So this is the NIV. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. So I wanted to go over that. Um, and this could be definitely a long session, a long podcast, long episode. So I think we'll stop right there. Um, next, we're going to talk about um, this is probably going to be part three. Oh, my gosh. I know it's going to be this long. There's also going to be a part three um, to this because I really want you to get this. I really want you to understand all the pieces that are in play right now and how it's all going to affect going forward, because as I said, God is a God of principles and patterns. So there's things that you're going to be seeing that's going to pop up time and time again. And you can pinpoint at the beginning. I saw that. I know that principle. I know the attribute of God because I seen it in the beginning. And you're going to see just how consistent it is. Um, next, we're going to talk about the creation of angels, uh, Lucifer, um, what happened in the garden, um, the creation of man and the authority and responsibility that God had gave to man to rule, um, how the whole Adam and Eve situation sort of threw that askew. Uh, there's a lot of things that are going to be coming up, but I didn't want to make this an hour. I just wanted it to be long enough for you to get it, um, be able to take your notes, pray on it, definitely seek the face of God and gain understanding. Um, I hope what can help is that you seek for revelation Whenever you go in prayer, seek for revelation for his word and a hunger for truth, a hunger and a thirst for righteousness and a hunger for truth and see God open that up 
and and have a, a hunger that you want to search the scriptures, want to gain a greater understanding. So I do pray that for you. Definitely the next time you go in prayer to be able to ask for that and let the Lord lead you. Um, you know, again, I thank you for all the time that you have taken out to to listen to this podcast. I appreciate you. May God bless you and keep you. Um, if you have any questions or you have any comments on you know things you want to know about uh, any different type of topics you want to you know me to be able to speak on, please reach out. I can be reached at Mathetes215 at gmail.com. That's M-A-T-H-E-T-E-S 215 at gmail.com. Um, I'm also on uh, Instagram uh, at Mathetes215. Um, please feel free to reach out. I'm not on there a lot, but just scriptures where the Lord would um, lead me to post on there. Um, and again, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. Um, I want to thank to all the people that um, have favorited this podcast. I appreciate you to those that are listening. I pray that this is a blessing and a value to you. And if there's anything else that I can do, please feel free to reach out. I thank you. I hope you have a great day because it is a day that the Lord has made. Please be blessed in it. And I will talk to you next time. Have a good day. I want to say thank you for the time that you set aside. I appreciate that. I appreciate the attention that you give. And I hope that this podcast can be a blessing to you and to your spirit. Uh, we're living in a time of uncertainty right now, uh, uncertainty of what's going on in the world around us and even inside of our own world, um, inside of our souls. And so this is why we're on this journey to understand what God has for us and what God wants from us so that we can have enjoy the peace that he promised. If you have any questions or any comments the things that can be improved, I encourage you to please contact me at methades215 at gmail.com. That's M-A-T-H-E-T-E-S 215 at gmail.com. I also can be reached at uh, methades215 for Instagram and Twitter, a website and Facebook will be coming soon as well. I pray that this is this podcast is a blessing for you, that the Bible study hall can be a resource you can go to to really learn and understand the word of God from beginning to end. And that if there's any way that I can be of help, then please feel free to reach out. Be glad to help any way that I can. I thank you. May God bless you. And I'll see you next time on the Bible study hall. I'm not afraid of